This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Never Podcast! Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Name Never Podcast. And listeners, two shows in one week. Do not tell us that we do not spoil you. I am your host, Natalie Bromley, and joining me this week, as ever, is the headliner of the preview show, the main man himself, Dave Statman-Roberts. Dave, it really does feel like two minutes since I was last talking to you. <laughs> uh, it does, yeah. They're coming thick and fast, these games. It's uh, hard to keep uh, keep track of them all. Two preview shows in the space of a week. We, you a little tease you. You are spoiling our listeners. I'm a little bit worried they're going to start demanding more shows in a week. Oh, no. No, it's, it's difficult enough to get together for, uh, for, for one show a week, never mind ten. <laughs> I know. God bless you for, for doing us. Thank you so much then, Dave, for getting um, all of your stats together for two shows in one week. And we will try and tell those pesky uh, Premier League fixture gods to stop uh, you know, putting too many fixtures close together. Um, we are recording, of course, straight after the nil-nil draw away at Wolves, which on... no. Villa, sorry, I'm looking at Wolves. Uh, Villa, which on paper seems like um, a really good point. And actually, probably when you look at it, it's a really good point. But um, not the most comfortable game to watch, I think, is probably a polite way of saying it. Uh, yeah, we're under the cosh for a period. They had a lot of chances, Aston Villa. They didn't have too many shots on target when you look at the stats. Um, but it was a, yeah, a, a difficult watch. Um, but we came out and we got the point. And, and to get four points from two away games, including obviously the uh, fantastic win we had at Arsenal, I think everyone would have uh, taken that beforehand. And our season seems to be a little bit more on track now. We've had uh, clean sheets. We're getting clean sheets now. We've had four in the last six. We've had uh, nine points in the last six games, even with that heavy defeat against uh, Manchester City in there. And it just feels like we're uh, we're back to the old Burnley. Yeah, it does. And I think we've said this before. Defensively, I thought tonight we were absolutely superb. But it's pretty clear that we've got um, a bit of a problem up front, I think, don't we? We're just not striking at all. Striking, not shooting, we're not creating chances, really. Uh, we didn't create many, but we've. Um, I mean, look at the, uh, the the table. I think obviously Sheffield United are, are still playing, but I think uh, we scored six in twelve games, um, which is the same as Sheffield United, and we're both um, way down below everyone else on that. So we do need to start getting the shooting boots on at the other end and uh, start getting some goals. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, before we get into this this second episode of the preview show, we do have um, a quiz question that you set our listeners that you need them to answer, please. Uh, we did. We said uh, in the last show, uh, Danny Ings was, was the last player to score for Burnley in a top flight uh, away win against Aston Villa. Uh, and that was at uh, Villa Park. But prior to that, in which year was Burnley's previous top flight away win against Villa at Villa Park? And what was the answer? Uh, well, no one else knew this. We had uh, all the uh, everyone out there listening. I think there's been a issue with, a little bit with the uh, turnaround between games. We've uh, we've been a little bit quicker than we have uh, previously, and people haven't had quite as much time to respond. Uh, but we didn't have a, a correct answer amongst uh, anyone coming back in. Oh well, what was the answer? Uh, the answer for that is uh, nineteen. Let me just double check this. Uh, 1967 was the uh, correct answer. Yeah, and was that an own goal, did you say? Uh, yeah, Colin Withers uh, had a. Uh, he, he was credited with the uh, with with the goal for uh, for Aston Villa in that game. Excellent. Well, there's going to be another quiz question for you all to ponder on at the end of the show. So please do stay tuned, and we will set you this week's homework. Opposition stats. Okay, so we are here tonight, Young Dave, to preview this weekend's fixture, which is another Monday night game. It's Wolverhampton Wanderers at home, Monday the 21st of December at 5.30pm, live on Sky Sports. So why don't you kick us off with the first section, which is recent history, including last season's meeting and Burnley's last top flight win. Yeah, we've got all those together for this week again. Uh, Wolves have visited Turf Moor five times since 2009-10, which is the uh, recent time period we're concentrating on for this week, uh, this season's preview shows. Um, all of those five visits have been in the Premier League, and Burnley have won two, drawn two, and lost just once in those five matches. Uh, that defeat was in the 2009-10 season, our first season in the Premier League, where Wolves were 2-1 winners against Brian Law's Burnley side during what was a torrid second half of the season, following the departure of Owen Coyle and the entire backroom staff in January, if you remember. Uh, last season's meeting at Turf Moor was a 1-1 draw, which pretty much mirrored the reverse fixture at Molyneux. Uh, this time, it was Burnley's turn to grab a point with a late equaliser after Chris Wood had put away a very well-taken penalty, stuck it away in the uh, in the top corner to get us a point in uh, injury time at the end of the game, which was virtually the same that had happened down at, uh, at Molyneux. And our last top-flight win uh, was a 2-0 victory at the end of March 2019. On that occasion, an own goal by Connor Cody from Chris Wood's shot and a Dwight McNeil special ensured that Burnley earned all three points. Excellent. Highlights and lowlights. Uh, we'll turn into our highlight and lowlight uh, section, Dave. Why don't you kick off by letting us know what you've picked for your highlight of this fixture? Uh, well, regular listeners will already know that for our highlight section, we don't necessarily limit ourselves to recent games from the last decade. So I am going to go back a little bit further in time to 2002 for this week's highlight. Uh, older Burnley fans may remember Wolves getting a result at Turf Moor time and time again for just about the whole of the 1970s, 1980s and 1990s, and, and also the early part of the uh, 2000s as well. Uh, since a Burnley win on the 3rd of January 1970 at Turf Moor, 
Wolves' next 13 visits to us resulted in 10 wins and 3 draws for them, uh, so it was somewhat of a relief when Stan Turnant's Burnley side finally ended Wolves' turf more hoodoo with a 2-1 win on Boxing Day 2002. Goals from Gareth Taylor and Dean West gave Burnley a 2-0 win in the first half, a 2-0 lead in the first half, should I say, and despite Wolves grabbing a goal back through Paul Butler, with five minutes to play, the Clarets clung on to take all three points. So that's our highlight for this week. Excellent. Now, on the flip side of that, what have you chosen as our low light? Uh, our low light this week was the first ever fourth division meeting at Turf Moor between the two teams. And that took place on Valentine's Day, the 14th of February, 1987. Um, although Mickey Holmes opened the scoring for Graham Turner's side, Burnley led at half-time after Leighton James had scored from the rebound, after Mark Kendall saved his initial penalty kick, and that was followed by another goal from Neil Grucock. So he went in 2-1 up at half-time and looking not too bad. But things went wrong in the second half, uh, as goals from Andy Much, Andy Thompson, John Purdy and David Barnes ensured the visitors came from behind to win 5-2. That result left Burnley languishing in 89th place in the entire Football League, in the first season where automatic relegation would come into force. And it was a campaign which would go down to the very last day, but thankfully, for all of us, it had a happy ending. Excellent. Heroes and villains! Um, well, moving on to our third section then, where we're looking at heroes and villains. Let's kick off with who is our hero. Right, for this week's hero, we've selected someone who I don't think has been in this category in any of our preview shows so far this season, and that's current Burnley manager Sean Dyche. Uh, We mentioned our rather poor past home record against Wolves, but that hasn't been the case since Sean Dyche took over as manager. In fact, Wolves were the visitors for his very first match in charge. That was back in November 2012, as well as for his 300th match as Burnley manager, which took place in March 2019. Both of those games ended in 2-0 wins for Burnley, and the only other two meetings at Turf Moor with Sean Dyche in charge have been 1-1 draws. So we're hoping our manager will once again continue to be a lucky talisman for this Monday evening's visit of Wolves to Turf Moor. Excellent. And who's the villain then? Uh, our villain on this occasion is an opposition player who had a knack of finding the net, and that's Steve Bull. Um, He's still Wolves' all-time top goalscorer, and Burnley certainly weren't the only side to suffer from his goal-scoring exploits during his career. He scored once in a 3-0 win for Wolves at Turf Moor in April 1988, and then netted the only goal in a 1-0 win six years later in September 1994. So that seems a good enough reason to have Steve Bull as our villain for this week. Uh, It is worth mentioning also that he has the unusual accolade of being selected to play for England while still playing his league football in the third division, something that would be just about unimaginable now. Yeah, definitely. It's the one to watch. Well, moving then on to the the preview show's controversial feature, (laughs) who's our one to watch with this one? Uh, I've gone this week for one to watch uh, for 24-year-old Adama Traore, born in Spain to parents from Mali. He started out at Barcelona and had spells with Aston Villa and then Middlesbrough, but has flourished at Wolves since an £18 million move in summer 2018. As well as being the most prolific dribbler in the Premier League, he's also one of the most dangerous with the ball, as his combination of pace and power makes him very difficult to stop. 
Uh, this is something we saw firsthand in the corresponding fixture from last season, which was as recent as uh, July. Uh, his surging run from midfield was the catalyst which led to Raul Jimenez's goal, and we're going to need to be very wary of his threat once again. Last season, he contributed four goals and nine assists, and although he's yet to find the net this season, he always poses a threat to opposition teams, and that's why we've highlighted Adama Traore as this week's one to watch. Excellent. Now, we're coming up to the midway point of the season, Dave, so I think you want to kind of have a discussion now about where we go with this feature, don't you? Well, yeah, I mean, it has been something of a Marmite category, the one to watch. I mean, I think you've uh, think it's jinxed us once or twice, if, if such a thing possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we did always intend to change it the halfway point, uh, as by then we'll have played every team once, and we, it's not really worth us repeating it again for the reverse fixtures. So we're going to be in need of a replacement. Uh, in the past, if you remember, we've had played for both. So players who played for both teams. We've had celebrity fans. Uh, we've also had uh, top scorers. Uh, so we want something new for the second half of the season for this uh, replacement for this category. So if any of our listeners have any suggestions as to what we could cover instead for the second half of the season, then uh, please do get in touch in the usual way and let us know. Excellent. Yeah, I don't even know what we want to do. I quite like the celebrity fans. That was quite good. Um, I wonder if we could do something like FA Cup meetings between the two. We could, but there might not have been any. If, I was just going to say, but if there hasn't been any, so if we play a team that we've never met in the FA Cup, we could we could just give out like a famous FA Cup stat about the opposition side. That might be quite interesting. I don't we know. could. Or there, or, there might, or there might be better ideas from elsewhere. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving swiftly on from that absolute burn by Dave. He loves me really, listeners. I promise you he does. Um, <laughs> who's, <laughs> who's our referee then, please, Dave? <laughs> uh, well, we've been given an early Christmas present by the Premier League. Uh, they provide us with the dream team for this Monday evening's match against Wolves as Bolton-based official Lee Mason will be in the middle Ooh. with the whistle and John Moss is in charge of the VAR technology at Stockley Park. Uh, let's look on the bright side, though. It could have been the other way around. Uh, Lee Mason has taken charge of 18 previous games involving Burnley and 12 of those have been in the Premier League. We've only won two of those 12 games at this level with two draws and eight defeats. Uh, this will already be the third time that Lee Mason has taken charge for Burnley match this season, having overseen our defeats at Leicester City and Manchester City already. Excellent. Well, that's going to be good. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week. Well, I know you don't want to leave it there, Dave. I know you want to treat our listeners twice in this week. So why don't you delve back into that never-ending bank of Statman Dave and give us your miscellaneous Stat of the Week. Uh, well, this week's Stat of the Week uh, relates to Nick Pope and his clean sheet ratio, which keeps on improving. Uh, his clean sheet at Arsenal was his 30th in just 82 Premier League starts. And another at Villa Park now makes it 31 from 83, which is an impressive ratio of 37.3%. Uh, that doesn't include his debut, when he replaced Tom Heaton and did not concede for the remainder of that game against Crystal Palace. In fact, only five past Burnley goalkeepers have more top-flight clean sheets for Burnley than our current number one. They are Jerry Dawson, with 96 out of 316 Premier League starts, Jimmy Strong with 74 out of 222. Adam Blacklow had 72 out of 316 starts. Adam uh, uh, Colin McDonald, sorry, had 42 out of 150. Uh, and Jack Hillman, 
Jack Hillman also, sorry, Colin McDonald had 47 out of 186, and Jack Hillman had 42 out of 150. So all of those are above Nick Pope, but they all have an inferior clean sheet ratio compared to Nick Pope. That 37.3 is a, a very impressive stat in terms of uh, how he's doing for us in the Premier League. Yeah, definitely. And of course, we were recording the previous show right on the back of another incredible display from him this evening against uh, Villa. 27 shots he faced. Albeit, we say this and that's obviously the headline. Villa had 27 shots and it still finished nil-nil. But I don't remember a massive amount of them being that spectacular. I think it was a really good save, wasn't it, in the first half? But he tipped one for the yeah, tipped one over, and there was only, only seven on target. Yeah, yeah, it was the one right in the top corner that he tipped yeah. over, wasn't it? But yeah it, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that impressive. So yeah, well done that match. Well, before Dave and I have a quick look um, ahead to the weekend's game, we did manage to get an opposition view for you this week. So we um, spoke to Wolves Fancast to get their view ahead of the fixture. Opposition view. Hello guys, this is Stu from the Wolves Fancast here. On Wolves' start to the season, it's been very up and down. I think that's the uh, the best way to describe it. We've we've looked good in halves of games, not really full games. And it's well documented here, we only turn up in the second half. And that's very much a, a game plan of who knows to wear the opposition out in the first half. I mean, he said at the start of the season that we were going to play a different way and be less predictable, but... That lasted all of two or three games when Cody was out with coronavirus stuff. And we played a back four. And yeah, we looked more dangerous going forward, but we looked so open at the back that it was changed last week against Chelsea to a back five again. And the players just looked more comfortable. And I think that's probably how we'll play against Burnley, to be fair. You've got the attacking threat's going to come through Neto and Pedence because... Fabio Silva, however good he could be in the future, and that's really what he was signed for, however much he cost, he doesn't really look ready. And obviously that's no fault of his own, and what happened to Raul was horrible. And it's just a bad situation all round. But we've got two midfielders in Neves and Martinho who don't score goals and haven't really scored for nearly a year. How unbelievable that is. And Adama Troyore is completely off the boil, so we're left with Pedenza and Neto to conjure something out of nowhere. So... If you nullify them to you kind of nullify Wolves at the minute, which is kind of depressing in a way. But yeah, I mean, we're not far off European places, however mental the season's been so far. So I'd, I do expect us to be more expansive than we have been. Um, Burnley, on the other hand, I think everyone knows what they expect from Burnley and that's no disrespect meant to you lot. It's You know what you are and you do it well on the most part and hard to break down. And we know from that... <laughs> towards the end of last season when we when you did us in the last five minutes and we we stepped back and you punished us so I expect a tight game again and I don't expect a 2 or 3 nil winner that kind of thing it's going to be I'd be more than happy with a 1 nil away win to be fair I mean, it's obviously a shame that we we can't be there because Turf Moor is one of them places where I love going there's a lot of similarities between Wolverhampton and Burnley people and the towns as well and it's just one of the nice places to go, and that's obviously one on this podcast and for all your listeners. So, yeah, I expect it to be a tight game, and I expect it to be a decent game. It's not going to be boring, hopefully not anyway. And for the record, I did vote for Jordan North every week on I'm a Celebrity, and hopefully it's our happy place this week and not Burnley's. So, hope you enjoy, all enjoy the game as much as we do. So, hopefully it's not boring. 
Okay, so Dave, we are going into this game now at the weekend on a little bit of a mini run going at the moment. We are starting to get our confidence back. We're starting to keep some clean sheets and we are starting to look a little bit like our old selves again. Um, certainly at the moment, if you look at away ties to Arsenal and Villa, to get four points from those two games is, is a pretty impressive uh, form. Wolves, again, even though it's at home, is going to be a completely different kettle of fish at the weekend. What's your, I guess, first impression of how you think we're going to perform? Um, I think we'll try and continue the run. As you say, we've been really, really solid at the back. We've not quite uh, fired our cylinders at the front yet, although I think it's a matter of time. I think we, we, we need to um, keep plugging away what we're doing, and I think eventually the goals will come. Um, Chris Wood hasn't he's scored a couple of times, but he's not uh, not had quite as much service, not had as many chances as he's had previously. He's one of those players who's a confidence player, so once he does get a goal, he quite often tends to go on a run as well. So if, obviously with the games coming thick and fast over Christmas and New Year, we'll hope that Woody can get on the score sheet um, against Wolves on Monday and carry that into the uh, Christmas and New Year period. So I'm I'm reasonably confident. We know it'll be a, a tough game. It's not that long since we played Wolves. They were they were here in uh, July, so it's sunny. Mm, yeah, uh, six months ago, isn't it? Though just around six months ago, they were they were here. Um, but we'll try and uh, continue the run we're on and try and get a victory. And I'm tempted to to tip us for a a narrow win. Maybe a one nil win is my uh, prediction for. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good prediction, actually. I don't, th- I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet against Wolves. I think Wolves will create as many chances as Villa did tonight, but I just, I just feel like they're a little bit more clinical in front of goal. Um, I think if we're going to get anything out of the game, we absolutely have to address the, the really poor performance from our, from our, not poor performance. That's our, our poor performance, I guess, from a striking perspective we're just not creating that many chances and, and, and we're just we're not offering anything you know, we're going to games just trying to completely defend which is the right thing to do but you've got to go out and try and contribute to the game as well and the entertainment factor so I, and, and Dash Dash wasn't an idiot he did come out and, and address that straight away in his post-match interview so um, I don't know if we're going to have time before Monday but I do want to see him um, get a little bit more work on the training feel about getting us further forward um, so I'm going to go with um, say that um then I was going to predict a 2-1 win but if we're not scoring depends if he manages to get um a little bit more of a positive performance and I think we could win 2-1 but if not I'll go with you with with 1-0 um fans if you're listening to this uh, listeners even (laughs) fans and listeners if you're listening to this ahead of Monday's game you've managed to get the preview show in as a preview then why don't you let us know what your predictions are for the game either tweet us at no never or email us at podcast at net. Fantasy Premier League update. Okay, Dave, the second half of our show, we can look at what we didn't get a chance to look at um, before the Villa game is game week 13, was it? Last week? 12. Game week 12 of the Fantasy, none and ever Fantasy Premier League. We couldn't give an update last week, but we had some fantastic tips and some great narrative from reigning champion Bennett Howarth, which I enjoyed immensely and on the back of your um, very wise wisdom about transfers I have now you'll be pleased to know made some of those free transfers I didn't know I had I've got rid of those players that are injured Dave and I've now got a clean slate to work with so um, hopefully all of our listeners have, have also picked up some other tips so why don't we have a look at all of our movers and shakers from game week 12. Yeah, well, in terms of the uh, No Nay Never League, uh, the positions at the end of game week 12, which uh, was after the weekend's games, uh, we've got Charlie Bins in fifth position on 747 points. 
Uh, Matthew Blackburn's in fourth on 749. Uh, we've got Ursay, which I think is actually Eric. I think Ur's short for Eric. I think they've used an abbreviation for that on 600, uh, sorry, 754 points. Uh, but we have a new leader, David Miller, who's been our leader for several weeks, is down to second place on 777 points. And our new leader is, drumroll... 781 points, Joanne Butterworth. Yes, go on, Joanne. See, my girl's going to come good this year. We're going to have a female champion. I'm quite, I'm quite sure of it. Um, how are we doing, you and me? I have no idea. Do we know? Well, I, oh. I, I didn't. I, I forgot to take a snapshot of the tape because we didn't do it in the last show. I forgot to take a snapshot ah. at the end. So we're kind of. If you look now, you're looking. It's in the middle, and you've got half the points from this week, and some of your players have played, and some haven't. So we really need to do it at the end of the uh, the the game week rather than right. in the okay. middle of the week. So we'll have to do the preview show for. Gosh, it's Christmas next week, isn't it? Whenever this comes about next week, we need to do something there. Uh, which is fine. We'll, we'll we'll look at we'll look at how we're doing and Team Nolan Ever and the old boys, and we'll see how we're doing next time. Um, we'll give a proper we, update next. We'll time. give a proper update. Are we able to give any kind of update on the team of the week at all, Dave? Yes, we have the uh, the kings of game week twelve, which are the uh, eleven best players. Uh, they're in a, a four four two formation. Uh, we've got Martinez in goal. We've got a back four of uh, Bednarek. Uh, Ogbonna, Justin and Shaw. We've got a midfield of Madison, uh, Sigurdsson, Suchek and Schlupp. And we've got Vardy and uh, Dekodova-Reed up front. And the highest scoring player overall for game week 12 uh, was uh, Leicester City's James Madison with 16 points. And if you had all those um, 11 players, I'm sure looking at those names, there aren't any Really, really, I mean, Vardy's probably an expensive one. I think a lot of the other ones are uh, are less expensive. I'm sure if you added those totals up, which we're not going to do now, you'd be able to afford those players. That would have given you 121 points uh, for game week 12. And that's without using, uh, that's without captaining in and without using your your bonus chips. So it is possible to get points and move up the table, but you've got to uh, pick wisely. Excellent. Um, so what are we going to do then? I guess we're just going to have to try and keep um, our players um, updated as best we can over the next few weeks. It's going to be a little bit haphazard, isn't it, with the match schedule? Yeah. Um, but I think we just need to tell our our listeners, you know, our managers, just to keep in there, listen to Bennett. So if you haven't, if you've skipped a week um, just because you didn't get a chance to listen to the preview show before the Wolves game, do uh, nip back into it because it is worth. Um, having listened to to Bennett's words of advice and just try and see what you can do over Christmas and we will pick it up probably in the new year and we'll try and update you as best we can. Statman Dave's quiz question. And finally then, Dave, we're going to close out. I was going to say clean out. That's not a phrase, is it? We're going to close out this week's show with our homework for this week. So what question are you setting our lovely, lovely listeners? Well, I think I'm going to do a slightly easier one this week because I think we've gone a little bit too difficult with the last two weeks. Did you say, want... I thought you said we're going to go sleazy then. Did you say sleazy then? No, a little bit easier. <laughs> Definitely not going sleazy. Going... I thought you'd gone completely rogue then, Dave, and was saying, I'm going sleazy with this week's quiz question. John Robertson will be, I've been kittens. It's, uh, yeah, it's terrible. Okay, the easier question then. What are you setting for our listeners? Uh, the question is, Burnley beat Wolves at Turf Moor during the 2008-2009 uh, promotion season. 
but which Burnley player scored the only goal in a 1-0 win? And how do our listeners submit their answers, please? Uh, well, the best ways to get in touch, you can either tweet us or preferably send us a direct message on Twitter. Uh, that's at never. Uh, email us, podcast at nonenever.net, or you can reply to the post of this preview show, which will go up on the No Nay Never Facebook page, and we will reveal the correct answer at the start of the next preview show. Excellent. Um, okay, before we sign off then for the night, Dave, I think you've got um, a bit of an update, haven't you, for your um, access to your stats page that I think you wanted to have a look at, didn't you? I was going to mention that, yeah. I've, 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 well, I'm, I'm always putting uh, stats together and adding to it. Um, and what I've created is like um, uh, a page where you can go and you can create a, an A4 summary of any past Burnley match. So it has all the details on there, the team, the scores, half-time score, referee, captain, managers, uh, goal times, goal scorers, goal descriptions, all that kind of information. But quite often people think, oh, well, I remember this game vaguely from the past, but I can't remember... I can't remember which when it was or or what happened in that particular game. So it's supposed to be Mad Friday on uh, on Friday, and if uh, Matt gets this out for uh, for Friday, um, so I was hoping to do uh, a Match Friday rather than a Mad Friday on Twitter. So if people can tweet me with uh, games that they can think of from the past but can't identify. Uh, and I'll reply back and do a, a little screenshot for them, which will have a match summary and have all that information on there for them for any past Burnley game. Excellent. Yeah, that sounds really good. We'll definitely get on board with that. Um, and I don't think we've got any other community news or anything like that. So I think we obviously looked at this a couple of days ago. So I'm going to leave it at that now. Um, usual thanks go to, I can't remember their name. I literally only just said it. The Wolves fan cast, was it? Yes. yes, Wolves Fancast for giving us their preview ahead of the weekend's game um, to producer Matt for knitting this all together and getting it out there to Turf Moor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for a specially recorded preview show announcements of course to you Statman Dave for all of your hard work two shows in one week is quite some undertaking um, and you know he does it all for free for the love of the game and the love of his club so um, Dave thank you very much for everything you've put in this week it's, it's massively appreciated um, final thanks go to you the listener for downloading and listening to this podcast your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you we will be back goodness who knows when I suspect we're not going to get a, a, a full analysis showing until after the uh, Wolves games we'll probably do a double whammy on Monday and get you a bit of a pre-Christmas one uh, we might do a double header then me and Dave will see if we can get anything ahead of you for the Leeds fixture is it over Christmas um, so let's have a look at what we're doing so just keep an eye out on social media and we will tell you when shows are coming um, in the meantime stay safe disappointing news today that Lancashire's going to stay in tier three um, so there's not going to be any live football for us for a little while longer yet so please look after yourselves please look after your loved ones wear a mask where you can and just be sensible over the christmas period um if anybody's feeling particularly isolated in these times and wants a chat or just wants to hear a friendly voice the non and ever lines are always open you can tweet us at non and ever or even dm us if you want to or if you fancy being one of our pen pals drop us an email at podcast at non and net, and we will happily write to you um We'll be back soon. Um, any, of, any other questions, drop us a line. I've been Natalie Bromley. This has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Ever podcast. Until next time. A 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.